Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Rev It Up, the Rev It Up Podcast, helping you grow your revenue. Uh, today we have the amazing Chester Elton. Uh, he's the co-founder of The Culture Works, a global trading company, and author of multiple award-winning number one New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal bestsellers, all in The Carrot Principle and The Best Team Wins. His books have been translated into over 30 languages and have been sold more than 1.5 million copies. He has been called fascinating by Fortune and Creative and Refreshing by New York Times by the New York Times. Elton has appeared on NBC Today Show, CBS, 60 Minutes, and often quoted in Fast Company, Newsweek, and the Wall Street Journal. In 2020, Global Gurus Research Organization ranked Chester number four among the world's top leadership experts and number two among the world's top organizational culture experts. And we are so blessed to have him here today. Thanks for being on the show today, Chester. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. Excellent. All right. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about um, how you kind of got started being an author. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust me, my um, my buddies from high school, they're still wondering how that happened. Uh, <laughs> we, we were in English classes together. You know, um, it's it's a fun story. I, I grew up in sales and um, I was working for a recognition company at the time when I, I literally called our CEO. We had a great relationship. And I'd done a project where, you know, the thought leaders had come in on around employee engagement. You know, it was a consulting firm. And I asked them, hey, can I learn more about your your practice? And they said, hey, read this book. And it was called The um, Employee Experiment or something. I can't even remember anymore. At any rate, um, I loved it. And I thought, how great is that? So I called up our CEO and I said, you know, we should be the thought leaders in our industry. It would make my job easier. When you're the thought leader, customers call you or potential customers call you. Right. You don't have to cold call them. My life would be a dream, right? <laughs> and thought leaders publish, right? The definitive book on the subject. And I said, we've got all this research. We should publish. He goes, oh, I love that idea. We'll write the book. And I went, I think you misunderstood what I said. Um, I thought you should write the book. I should benefit from said book. So he said something that really was life-changing. He said, you know what? You're a smart guy. Figure it out. Isn't that great? Yeah, well, so I, I played with ideas for about a year and he called me back and he said, uh, Chester, I've hired a new head of communications. His name is Adrian Gostick. He's a writer. Introduce yourself. So yes, I've co-authored all these books. Make no mistake about it. The brilliance of the writing. If you read the book and you love it and you say, boy, this is an easy read. Boy, it's engaging. That's Adrian. <laughs> you know, yeah, you see books and they've got like, you know, five co-authors or whatnot. Trust me, there's one person writing uh, that book. And uh, we just finished our 14th book together. Uh, Adrian has gotten better and better and better. Uh, our collaboration has gotten better and better and better. And I love the books that you um, that you talked about in the intro. Uh, one book that, that we published just last year, uh, Leading with Gratitude, one of my favorite books on on how do you create a culture of gratitude and lead with gratitude and, and, and the results, how you would rev up your revenue by doing that. And then uh, May 4th, May the 4th be with you, our, our latest book, our 14th book, 
comes out called uh, Anxiety at Work, how to uh, tamp down anxiety and get stuff done. And I think with COVID in particular, it's really shone the light on, in fact, it's the number one issue in the workplace today is anxiety. Isn't that interesting? It is very much so. Very cool. Yes. And, and I wanted, and then you said there, um, I think you had previously told me there was a uh, community called We Thrive Together Global. Is that correct? Yes. You know, we, we started a podcast. Um, you know, you've got a great podcast, Justin, that we thought we're probably the only authors on the planet that don't have a podcast. So uh, the podcast is called Anxiety at Work. It drops every Friday. And then um, we're really passionate about this subject, about people finding a safe place to talk about wellness and anxiety. So we started an online community. It's free. Uh, we thrive together dot global. And you may ask why dot global? Well, because we couldn't get dot com. <laughs> it's really that simple. And um, thriving community. You know, we've got uh, monthly events. We've got articles that we publish every month. We've got, uh, you know, uh, guest speakers and little videos. And of course, the podcast. It's wonderful. And then on the gratitude side, we actually have a gratitude journal that we publish on LinkedIn that has almost 70,000 subscriptions, which we're really proud of. And it, it's so funny uh, in, a, in a podcast I just did recently, they said, so let me get this straight. You, you publish leading with gratitude and then on the heels of that anxiety at work, like how does that, <laughs> how do those two go together? Right. And actually they're very, it's very much hand in glove. Uh, you know, when you're feeling really anxious, one of the best practices you can have is to keep a gratitude journal to start counting your blessings as opposed to recounting your problems. They even use it in the military. So, you know, leading a gratitude, a great way to lead, a great way to live, and a wonderful tool to help you tamp down anxiety when that happens. And uh, so we're really proud of, of both these efforts and, uh, and the timing of the publication. Okay. So in your, in your process, when you're um, kind of getting ready, gearing up for that next book, What's, um, how do you kind of come up with the ideas to, uh, you know, to, to prompt you to write a whole entire book on something? Well, you know, this, this book has uh, anxiety at work has a, a wonderful backstory. Um, Adrian and I both had uh, children that suffered uh, with extreme anxiety. Um, Adrian decided with his son, Tony, who's a contributing author, Anthony Gostick, that they were going to write this as a father-son practice, that what they'd learned through his journey could be really beneficial uh, to a lot of uh, families and a lot of people. And uh, it was interesting and took it to our publisher and said, it'll be a self-help book. And our publisher said, you have no credibility in that space. You're not a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist. You are a business expert. Make it anxiety at work and, and we'll buy it and, um, and bring Chester in. <laughs> You know, because, you, you, you know, your, your, your business partners and, you know, it's been a fabulous journey because it's a very emotionally connected and a very emotionally relevant subject right now. It is the number one issue in the workplace. In fact, over 40 percent, almost 50 percent of millennials say it's their number one issue. So, you know, uh, I think COVID has really shown a light on the fact that people are anxious about their jobs, about their health, about their families, about, you know, the, the social injustice. I mean, you know, this, this last year between the hurricanes and the wildfires and the, the, you know, I mean, and the social unrest and the, and the COVID and, and on and on and on and on. Uh, people have really 
you know, it's body blow after body blow, right? And so you, you step back and say, how do I rebound? How do I recover? How do I pull it together? Because life goes on, right? And so we found, you know, eight wonderful practices on, on how to deal with anxiety and get stuff done. You know, it's not enough uh, to your point, rev it up, right? It's not enough to just not be anxious anymore. It's how can I control that anxiety and be productive and, and, and move my business or move my, my career forward. Kind of a long answer. I apologize about that, but hopefully it was meaningful. Yeah, very meaningful and, and very relevant to today's, uh, you know, the challenges that are going on in the world. And so, um, so it's to stay on that topic for just a little bit longer, um, what are, what, you know, I know you don't want to give the whole book away and, and all the secrets in there, but, uh, but is there um, one or two uh, key um, things that you think that really help remove anxiety when people are really re- uh, revved up in a bad way uh, with what, what's going on in the world? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to draw actually from uh, both our books, uh, starting off with uh, leading with gratitude is assume positive intent about people, G- give people a little grace. You know, we're on Zoom calls and in that little frame, everything looks, you know, put together and, you know, we're working away. And, you know, just outside that that frame, all hell could be breaking loose, right? Trying to homeschool your kids and and stay safe and whatever, you know. And so give people a little grace on that and assume positive intent that they're, they're working hard to get it done. And there, there's a lot going on. So, um, you know, give, give people a beat. And, and, and together with that is this idea of perfectionism, which particularly in the millennial generation, we, we find is tough. We wrote a whole chapter on, you know, sometimes perfectionism is the enemy of productivity. You know, uh, you're staying up all night trying to, trying to make that just perfect. Uh, maybe you're an app developer and you've spent hours thinking about, should the button be red or green or yellow, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I think particularly when resources are stretched and we're trying to, you know, still figure out a lot of the remote working and so on, uh, I think leaders need to need to really put out the message that a lot of times good enough is good enough. Uh, and let's move on and let's take that anxiety and that stress away mm-hmm. and and let's get to the next next project. You know, that was really an interesting an interesting discovery is that there was this movement of, especially now, if, you know, when so many people are losing their jobs, everything I do has to be perfect. Well, no, clearly it doesn't. Sometimes good enough is good enough. Yeah. Wow. Those are some great tips. I really appreciate that, especially uh, with uh, four kids here at home. And and, and <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but the microwave, mic, microphone might be able to hear it, but uh, the kids are thundering upstairs. Apparently we're not, we're in between sessions at school or something <laughs> upstairs. So, you know, and to um, your point though, Jess, I mean, let's embrace that as a joyful sound. <laughs> you know, I mean, kids yeah. running around, I mean, Hey, that should be a good yeah. thing. And I think too, because we've invited people into our homes with Zoom and yeah. Teams, whatever your platform is, is people understand that sometimes a kid's going to wander in and jump up on your lap. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay. okay. It's just life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've actually had a few, uh, few, few of those, uh, you know, just recording a podcast. I had a few, you know, dogs come in in the middle or kids or, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, it definitely happens more than you'd think. So, 
but um, it's it's a good thing. So, so what's your what's your favorite book? Like of the ones that you've written, uh, fourteen <laughs> books, probably one or two that kind of is a standout. That's like saying who's your the, favorite child. You know, I mean, we love them all, right? We love them all, and, and, and yet we do have a favorite. I'll I'll I, I always say, look, our latest books are my favorite books because that's what we're passionate about right now, and it's unusual that we would publish books so close together. I mean, today, literally March 3rd is the one year anniversary of the release of leading with gratitude. And when we released leading with gratitude, that was my favorite book by far. Well, you know, May 4th, we're going to release anxiety at work. And I guarantee that's going to be my favorite book. Um, Every book is relevant that we've written. You know, some of them have basically gone out of print. I mean, we've been writing for 20 years now. I will say, though, that our core books, um, The Carrot Principle, uh, All In, our book that we wrote about culture, Leading with Gratitude, Anxiety at Work, The Best Team Wins. Our recent work is, 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 is where our passions are. And they build on each other, as, as, as you might guess. Hmm. You know, the first book we wrote, which was Managing with Carrots, it was, it was a nice little book. And we gained a lot of experience. And then we wrote, you know, the 24 carat manager and then a carrot a day and then the invisible employee and then, and then on and on. And um, so with any kind of luck, each book, you get a little better, you get a little more relevant and a little more passionate. And that's been the case with us. Hey, everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on Five Steps to Profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. And, um, you know, we, we always talk about um, here that, you know, books kind of as a gateway to open a lot of doors for you. And would you say that's kind of the case in your uh, circumstances as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our writing leads to speaking, leads to training, leads to executive coaching, leads back to, to, to selling more books, that, that virtuous circle. And, and, you know, more than just door openers, what we're really hoping for is uh, awakening in a lot of leaders' minds mm. of, of a better way to lead, a better way to build a company and a culture that benefits everyone. You know, where leaders are better leaders and teams are, are more engaged and productive. They're of, of more service to their customers and their communities and, and ultimately their shareholders. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we love writing. We're already thinking about the next book, <laughs> uh, you, you know, which, which, which you should be. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost like when you publish the book. And this happens because, you know, lead time for publishing is, is a lot. You know, we were, the book comes out May 4th while well, we've been doing our podcast. And so many times we think, boy, I wish we'd talked to this person before we finished the book <laughs> because it was just so insightful and so relevant. So it, it leads you right away. Well, so how can we, how can we make it better? How can we, what's the next big subject that's really going to be helpful for people? Awesome. And how would you say the uh, podcast has affected the things that you do? Uh, obviously it's uh, a booming industry right now. Um, how, how have you noticed, uh, you know, changes in your business uh, because of that? Well, you know, our, our podcast is only six weeks old. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, we're, we're delighted. We've had well over 1100 downloads already, which which is really affirming. Um, I'll tell you what it does is it just keeps your mind moving because hmm. you're talking to experts. You know, we're talking to 
accredited counselors and psychologists and and we're talking to business leaders and we're talking to creative people all about how how did they deal with anxiety what what are some tips when you're counseling people and it really just does open your mind to to a, a lot of things a, a few of them being everybody is suffering from anxiety in some form some a little more acute than others the difference between stress and anxiety is an important distinction. Stress being more momentary, more of an event that comes and goes, whereas anxiety is that lingering in the back of your head that just is always there, right? Yeah. And how do you deal with that? So I, I love the fact that it brings people into our sphere that are experts in the field, have dealt with it, have dealt with it well, mm. and have shared their stories. And that vulnerability is, is remarkable. And you, you, you find, I, I know you find that with your podcast. She's boy, you know, I asked a simple question and it, it went really deep, really fast. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been a delight. Nice. Yeah. I, um, so I think it's been like, it was like 20 years ago. Uh, when I say 20, it might be 20, you know, closer to 30, you know, you lose track when you get, you know, as old as we are, or, I mean, as me, uh, you're young, young spring chicken, but um <laughs> But anyway, but I had a, like kind of a, I guess, I guess you'd call it a panic attack one time, you know, or it was, you know, hard, kind of hard to breathe and just, cause I was just so, so much stress and worry and, and stuff like that. And it, it really, um, um, you know, it's really, uh, I don't know, it's just a terrible feeling when that's happening. And, and, uh, and I imagine that that's happening to a lot of people right uh, this right now. Have, have you kind of researched into the, kind of the escalation of that anxiety type stuff? Oh, sure. You know, and, and it's brought on by a lot of things, you know, uh, being insecure about your job is probably number one. Mm. So many people have lost their jobs during the pandemic and, yeah. you know, uh, and, and the unknown, you know, people start talking about the new normal. Nobody knows what that's going to look like. I mean, you know, you get some pretty good guesses and a lot of hopeful outcomes for, for what does the new normal look like? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there's some very good practices, you know, uh, I'm I'm fascinated, Jess, that almost every podcast interview we've had, we said, so what are some of your best practices? You know, what are some of the things, what are your go-to things to do to tamp down your anxiety? Breathing is at the top of the list. You know, that that yoga, that sort of um, Buddhist uh, breathing, just taking sometimes as little as two minutes to just, you know, block breathe, you know, uh, four count in, hold it for four counts and let it out for seven and yeah. do it three or four times and just calm your, your whole body, you know. Um, gratitude journals we talked a little bit about is, 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 is another best practice. Having someone you can call, mm, yep. you know, a trusted friend. Uh, counseling, you know, in my generation, counseling was a, a sign of weakness, you know, if you, if you had to go to a psychiatrist, well, you know, that's uh, if that was in your jacket, your career was over, you know, and, um, and that's much more accepted now. Yeah. Um, many, many, many people have counseling sessions or, or psychiatrists or psychologists they go to, to, yeah. to, to really figure things out. Um, you know, we've got friends that have been married for years and, and they still have a monthly appointment to go and just check in and, and, and keep things on track and keep things right. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting when you have those moments, yeah. what is your go-to thing? 
you know, is it breathing? Is it, is it going for a walk? Is it meditating? Is it, you know, phone a friend? Mm. And, and I think that's really important for people. And a lot of those tips are, are, are in the book. Yeah. Oh, that's, those are great. I, um, for me, I kind of do, I, I just call it, I, I go, I go process. So I kind of just kind of close my eyes and just think, you know, usually I do it more for produ- productivity reasons, honestly, but uh, right, right now, but, uh, but I literally just close my eyes and I just kind of like repro, you know, rethink about, okay, wh- what are my priorities of the day? How do I arrange things? And for some reason I come back refreshed and ready to go or, or a little bit of exercise sometimes uh, I think helps a lot. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you the the, the trifecta mm. uh, that most people get to during our podcast interviews and uh, interviews we did for the book is sleep, eat well, mm. exercise, get good sleep, eat well, exercise, and then the the other one is meditate and breathe. Um, it is really interesting, and 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 I think you know we all kind of know this that uh, when you haven't had a good night's sleep. It's tough to be productive. It's tough to stay on track. It, and, and those little worries get to be big worries mm-hmm. in a hurry. If you're not eating well, you know, if you're skipping meals or you've, you've got heavy sugar in your diet or you're, you're snacking a lot, that you never feel good about that. Right. And then exercise. And by the way, this doesn't mean, you know, like the, <laughs> you know, like the MMA kind of uh, workout it's it could be just simply going going for a walk a couple times a day for for 10 15 minutes just break the pattern get up and walk around i'll tell you my my wife uh sprung for me the the apple watch nice well you know it's got your rings and stuff and i'm I'm amazed at how often i will jump up and go run around to get my stand bar or you know go for a a 10 minute walk to get my exercise uh, ring closed and you know what? And it's a good thing. Yep. It is. A, it's a good thing. Cause you know, other, otherwise I'd, I'd just be sitting at my desk and trying to go through the 150 emails I got today, you know, <laughs> only 150 a day. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I put a lot on the uh, block. Yeah. There you go. Oh, excellent. Well, good. So um, to get back to uh, the revenue stuff, um, do you have any tips on, um, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, encouraging growth in a company or, you know, things like, uh, um, you know, anything that grows revenue, uh, any good tips that you've kind of picked up over the years? Oh, sure. You know, uh, a real time case study, then this happened after we wrote leading with gratitude and is, um, have you got your priorities right? Now I know that sounds very ethereal and maybe, you know, 30,000 feet. Um, Ken Taylor uh, is a good friend of ours. He's the founder and uh, CEO of Texas Roadhouse Restaurants. Oh, yeah. 600 restaurants. People don't realize because they don't have any national campaigns. They're all very local. Every local community thinks their Texas Roadhouse is the only one, right? Uh, Which is wonderful. Well, when the pandemic hit, uh, Kent Taylor immediately said, look, we're not laying off anybody. Now, you've got to understand that within three or four weeks of the pandemic, 5 million people in the restaurant industry lost their jobs. Five million. Holy smokes. Not one of them worked for Texas Roadhouse. So he's got 60,000 plus employees. He said, we're going to figure this out. So when you talk about revenue, his priorities were rock solid. It's if you work at Texas Roadhouse, you're a roadie. I love that. So if you're a roadie, right? Number one priority was the roadies. Are they safe? Have they got protective gear? You know, 
Is it, do they feel safe coming to work? Number one priority to roadies. Number two, are we keeping our customers safe and are we serving them in a way? So you got to understand, takeaway business for them was 5%. I mean, their stock went from like the mid 70s to $18 mm. that fast. So how do you recover and then rev up your revenue from there, right? People, number one, customers, number two, community, number three. So they were coming up with really innovative ideas. How do we, how do we recover? Well, you might remember early in the pandemic, there was a meat shortage. Mm, People yeah. were complaining that they couldn't find hamburger or steaks or whatever at the, at the grocery store. One of the few places that was still open, right? Grocery stores. So they, they did a farmer's market and they, cause they had all kinds of supplies ah. and it was curb to grill. And they, and they, and they, they, you know, they'd sell these wonderful hand cut sirloin steaks and mm. at a really reasonable price, actually lower than you could buy them in grocery stores because of their commitment, not just to their customers, but the community, you know, they went from, you know, legendary food, legendary service, which is their motto, right. To we're going to feed the nation. Nice. Think about that. Feed wow. the nation. Right. So they put together family packs that you could buy for like 25 bucks and feed a family of six. And people in their cars, they had cars lined up for miles. Oh, wow. Uh, within four weeks, they were in the black. Within six weeks, they were hiring people oh, wow. because business was so good. Their stock went from $18 to now it's over $90 a share. Wow. So you talk about revving up your, your, your revenue. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't say, hey, how do we squeeze more profit out of every stake? He said, Roadies, customers, community, right? Stakeholders. And then, of course, who are the biggest beneficiaries? Stakeholders. Yeah. You know, so I would say, you know, the, the tip is get your priorities straight. And when a crisis hits, don't abandon that. Mm. And you, you might guess that the loyalty factor oh. at, uh, for employees at Texas Roadhouse, I mean, they don't just like working at Texas Roadhouse. They're, they're not just... You know, they don't have just fun telling people they're a roadie. They love working for Texas Roadhouse. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. That's that's an excellent example of, uh, you know, just thinking on your feet and, and you know, taking, you know, go, getting back to serving your customers, serving your employees. That's that's just a great, great example. So thank you. Yeah. And I will tell you, people were coming to Texas Roadhouse that had never eaten there before. Because they heard that Kent Taylor had donated his salary to the Employee Relief Fund. By the way, they never took one dollar of government bailout money, wow. not a dollar. And 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 you 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 want to give your money to good guys. You want to give them to people that are making a difference, right? So now that you're you're listening, and you've heard the story, download the Texas Roadhouse app. I'm telling you, it's it's <laughs> great. Uh, go, go get, you know, it's not expensive. It's great food. And you're going to love the homemade rolls. They are, my son says they're addictive. He says those homemade rolls, that's like crack, man. You can't have enough of those homemade rolls. So enough of a commercial for Texas Roadhouse. Back to the point. Yeah. When you get the culture right, when you get your priorities right, all kinds of good things happen. They were voted the number one restaurant in the world by Restaurateur Magazine through wow. the pandemic. Yeah. Well, now that I'm hungry, um, <laughs> oh, what an excellent example. Um, 
So Chester, could you tell uh, everyone where uh, is kind of the best place to find you online, where they can get your books um, so they can plug in a little bit deeper? Sure. You know, um, if your bookstores are open, they're in all the fine bookstores. Amazon is, is easy. Uh, books a million, you know, um, book pal, all online, uh, easy to find. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn. We've got a great community there. We've got our gratitude journal. Uh, we, we post every month. We've got a little gratitude thing. We post every day what we're grateful for. Uh, ChesterElton.com is my website. And, um, and join us on the um, we thrive together.global. Would love to see you there. And of course, our, our, our podcast. So if that isn't enough, uh, drop me a note <laughs> and I'll think of some more, some more stuff. But LinkedIn is a great place. Our community online, chesterelton.com. Listen to the podcast and, and, and thank you for letting me put in a little commercial. Appreciate that, Jess. <laughs> No problem. Well, super excited uh, to have you here. Um, I, I got a ton of value out of it. And of course, uh, everybody listening as well. And uh, so anyway, everybody, thank you so much for uh, joining us for another episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Make sure you like, subscribe and uh, pass it on to a friend. Thanks again. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again, Chester. You bet. My pleasure.